hearing us talk about ourselves okay i swear um so what is your reason i'm gonna tell you well, well are we recording i mean I want, we're I always recording oh. this is tall talk that's what we do <sighs> i mean you wanna you wanna do do, do you wanna pretend that we're entering in media ray or do you want oh. me to just do the intro we can do either one whatever you want welcome to tall talk i'm your host will six two and i'm connor six four and this is the podcast that talks the walk of walking tall okay Thank you. Yeah, okay. yeah. See, it was worth it. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Follow um, that one in the car. Almost killed myself trying to write it down. <laughs> well, it was worth it both for both uh, situations. Metal straw and a metal top water bottle. Not the right pick for a podcast. Yeah. All right, so Connor, Connor, oh. Connor has big ideas today. He's got, I got big he, ideas. He wanted, I got big he wanted plans. us to talk about comics. And, well, yeah, you know, comic book properties. I asked what he meant by hey, this. Hey, I don't know if you've noticed. There's a lot of things being made based off of comic books. Is that what the, is that is that what this podcast is now? No, it's like is is, is bad is, comedy. Is just bad. Like it's not. Is that even comedy or is no. that just like like we're already a terrible novelty podcast? Can we can we? So no. I guess actually that's 100 percent in line with our uh, stated so mo. I, MO. Uh, I just wanted to talk about comics because they are a medium that has been around for a very long time, and uh, yes, there is a. Hollywood has finally realized, holy shit, we can make movies out of pretty much anything that's ever been made. Built-in IP, baby. Yeah. Um, and like even like a built-in IP with storyboards built in. Are yeah. you kidding me? Oh, no, totally. It's like, yeah. it's like here are scripts that we've been waiting for. Yeah. So, uh, but all that aside, I, I believe both of us got into comics before they were 100% oh, yeah. viable. Like back back when it did not, not only didn't get you laid, but in fact was itself it contraception. Was a, it was a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up first how we started in comics because comics have changed since their inception, obviously, and every like few decades, I feel like comics felt yeah. very different than the next couple decades. I mean, I, I bet we're going to be kind of similar in this regard, but I would say that honestly, like I had, again, I was not allowed to watch a lot of TV growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I had very, and my, my parents were not like buying me comics or anything like that. So mm -hmm. my very, I think like the first experience of any sort that I can really remember about comics was Roy Rogers, which is like a also ran McDonald's fast food chain that may not exist anymore. That was in, uh, on the East coast. I still, I feel like I've seen photos of that on there, Twitter. There, yeah, it was like Western themed, but their their uh, 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 their Happy Meal version had like a thing where you could get like a whole set of X Men at one point, mm -hmm. and I like I got one, you know, just because I got the meal and was like obsessed with. It. I had a little, it was a little like beast on an air car or something like that. It was very confusing. Sure. Um, was but, it based off of like the cartoon or it was it, it was the X Men animated series? I'm okay. pretty sure is what they're aiming for. Okay. Um, which I'd also like. I'm sure I saw like an episode or two of. But I, I would say the thing that the first sustained memory I have really about comics, and it's not exactly comics, is the Batman animated TV series. Like that is what got me into comics okay. by far and away. Okay. Because the Batman animated. How old were like, you? Probably first started seeing it when I was like ten ish. Okay. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, this, I, however old, I was old enough, my mom was leaving me alone in the house so that I could be watching TV when she wasn't there. 
and giving you the option to even see this because apparently yeah like that's what i'm saying like i like it, it couldn't have happened before then yeah because i wasn't allowed to watch like cartoon network and shit like that mm-hmm. but um no that that uh i like that a lot and then uh, that you know, by the time I was a late teenager, like Justice League was coming out and that kind of stuff. And like, mm-hmm. like the Bruce Tim, Bruce Tim got me into comics basically because, because the, the thing is like when I had tried to read it before, it, it, when I, any experiences that I had before that, they, it frustrated me in the same way that sort of TV frustrated me. Whereas like stuff kept happening and none of it seemed to matter. Comics, unless you read a sustained run are incoherent. And so, and the, and the Batman animated series is an incredible sustained run of comics as far as I'm concerned. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't think we're going to tell anybody who's listening to this podcast or anything, but it's like, it redefined a number of Batman's villains. Like Mr. Freeze would not, is a totally different guy before the animated series. Harlequin doesn't exist. Yeah, Harlequin doesn't like, exist. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it is, uh, I'm not sure if Ventriloquist existed before the series. He might've been an invention. Yeah. I'm not sure. A couple. But that was the thing. And, and I'm just to, to get a complete thing out there. Or, or okay, so it goes that. Um, then I started buying X Men novels straight up, uh, like novels, like and 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 not comics. Because the thinking for me was a comic. I don't have that much What's money. For babies. I, well, I don't have that much. No, it's literally I don't have that much money as a kid. I have very limited amounts of money. If I buy a comic, I'm gonna be done with it in an hour, like hour and a half. Yeah, but I a buy comic a book. But a book shouldn't the cost of a comic. Not equal the cost of a book, so should this you was, be able to buy uh, multiple comics? I, I didn't really have a comic shop. It was, it was more like what was available oh. at Borders when my that, dad that, would take that me That is completely church. fair. It is until very recently that my hometown finally has a dedicated comic shop. Yeah, that, um, that's the thing. Is you need one of those to do any of that stuff. Yeah. I'll also say, I'm not the comic fan who finds reading comics month to month super satisfying. I no, like, I, I, like I, a I run. also wait for volumes. I like a them. run. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I know is part of the problem. But, uh, yeah. But, you know, like... Um. Um, but there are guys like Matt Fraction who I'll buy stuff sight unseen from, you know, like, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or uh, um, but, 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 there's another Matt. I can't remember what he did. He did Pistol Whip. I can't remember what it is. But um, no, the only Matt I know in comics is Matt Fraction. Yeah. Anyways. Um, That's interesting because that is not my. Well, and then we say like when I get thing. to actual comics, though. Is... Oh, yeah, because you started with you not went from. Batman anime series to X Men novels. When I get to comics, though, it's Garth Ennis. It is. It is. Welcome back, Frank. So you're you're in like a teenager. Like as a teenager, I I think I found the Welcome Back Frank book mm-hmm. on the shelf, which is the the first one Garth Ennis writes, and it's the one where he fucking leads mafia guys through a zoo and like punches a polar bear so that it's angry at the mob guys who come after. I mean, it's amazing. It's it is just it is like not only to get me to comics, it made me understand my own sense of humor for the first time okay like like that's Very how fundamental it was and from then i just became voracious for garth ennis stuff and that led me into other comics which i also love but garth ennis remains he's just the best there's ever the been. gateway he's the just he's, gateway. he's just he's just the best there's ever been i'm sorry yeah. that's the way it is deal with it people yeah well heard it here first yeah all right so, so you're saying it's interesting it's interesting that you went that way because i never watched anything comic book related i never watched x-men spider-man batman mm-hmm. i i maybe saw one episode here or there mm-hmm. but i i was uh, serialization as a child terrified me so you ended up your, with your wife sure well because now it's all i care, care yeah, about yeah, and yeah she 
No, no, you're reacting. Thing. You're reacting yeah. to your childhood. I get it. Yeah. Same way I wasn't allowed to watch TV, and that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, I I was terrified of missing an episode, never understanding, and I understood that to a certain extent there was a serialization to the animated series of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually it, it is like a perfect level of serialization. Frankly. It is yeah. for children. Yeah. Like yeah, okay. Like if you happen to see the, the last Joker one, he might reference a little bit, but you don't need it. Well, it, what I find fascinating about it is that the emotional arcs are in order. Yeah. But nothing else is there. Like really yeah. matters. Like 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 all the episodes happen one after another I emotionally. Think, I think even as a child I could tell that there was emotion in there that I wasn't quite understanding because I yeah. I didn't watch it yeah, yeah, yeah. week to week. So I was like, this isn't for me, blah blah blah. I never watched any of that. It wasn't until I was uh in eighth grade mm-hmm. that um my Col- not college, my high school, middle school, where they were combined building because that's how small the classes were, mm-hmm. um, had a dedicated graphic novel section in the library. Damn, fancy. I mean, it was a single shelf. I mean, still fancy. But I remember finding these big compendiums of huge runs, like multiple runs of... Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, yeah. Like the big, thick. I bought heart. no. The other thing I bought in conjunction with the Punisher stuff were the Essential X Men volumes. Okay. If you remember those, which were giant. Yeah. But black and white reprints of like All, fifty yeah. comics at once or something like that, yeah. and those were amazing. Like, like, like those, like Chris Claremont writing eighties X Men. I don't think there's anything more pure comics than well, that. Well, here's, here's the interesting thing. The first time I was introduced to Marvel was the Ultimate Run. Which, Ooh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's because that's what it was for. It was mm-hmm. for people like my age who were like, wow, there's 30 to 60 years of... What, what to, I mean, ostensibly that's who it was for, but in reality it was for nobody and nothing. It was, yeah, like, it was for like, nobody. But it was pitched as a reboot of the universe for people who were overwhelmed by the history that existed in comics. Yeah. You know what I hate about comics? The comics. Like, yeah. like that's the fan they're going after. Yeah, and, but it worked for me because yeah. I was I was intimidated by it and okay, I didn't. Okay, okay. And, and I wanted... And at this point, you know, Spider-Man was a was an adult mm-hmm. when they were writing him now yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were this was like a here's a new version of the teenager who yeah who yeah, does yeah. twitter who does who's a, who's my age and who has this this like new job yeah he's not a photographer he's the web designer for the daily bugle hmm. uh you you are grimacing yeah. yeah uh yeah. but it, it Listen, it worked for me. Oh my god! I mean, it does. It's kind of, but it's like, but it's like, boy, does that misapprehend the point of the photography job, yes. which is to oh, get wait. him places. The, the weirdest part was he still took photos. Okay, so he was just a photographer who also had to do web design. Yes. Well, that's actually pretty accurate. So, <laughs> all right, I take that back. I take it back. That is uh, effective. Yeah. So he, um, but. I mean, there are a lot of also uh, weird things. Like they reinvented a ton of stuff for no real reason other than to touch it. Yeah, for a really long time, they were trying to make the ultimate runs of everything as realistic, in quotes, as possible. So magic didn't exist. They never introduced Doctor Strange. Thor was legitimately thought to be an insane man who happened to have abilities. I, I read I read a bit of the Ultimates, too. And, and Oh, yeah, they didn't call it the Avengers. Actually, actually I, read the a, I read a bunch. I Actually, I remember now. I read a bunch of the Ultimate Universe, and I fucking hated most of it. Like, it, there's, it, here's, it also it does a lot of things that the boys makes fun of. 
which is yeah gets real edgy for no real reason yeah well uh, it's also like well it's also like it, it turned captain america into just like a fucking jackbooted thug and, and and it's like okay but like 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 not not a totally lunatic sort of interesting thing to do but like you've who is this character if you take away the moral center like He's, mean. He, but but I'm saying like no, he's that, nobody. Yeah, that's that, that's kind of what, yeah. what it was. It, all he was was mean. Yeah, and it's like it's like that's and 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 the and the, the the honest truth about that is that it's like that just makes him look weak. No, I will. It say, just makes him look the weak. The only the only interesting ultimate stuff. I didn't have any ultimates. I didn't have. I had an ultimate. I had two ultimate Spider Mans and an ultimate X Men. Also, was Hank Pym worse? I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, he was worse than he was in the original comics, right? Uh, Debatable, but but he was. I there. actually don't. Again, I I didn't interact with the Ultimates. Oh, okay. Because uh, I'm remembering, like, of all the things they had a chance to redo, they decided to do that one just the same. <laughs> no, they uh, they made Venom a cure for cancer instead of an alien. Yeah, it was all weird. That, but that was also when they were really trying to introduce the fact that like Peter's dad was involved in stuff. And I should say, I got nothing against the idea of them doing this. I like doing alternate weird what if takes. I mean, that's half the fun of comics but it's just like it, it is I, when I they do, tried I to do, do remember they're trying really hard they tried really, really hard for no real reason but the x-men ultimate x-men pretty good uh ultimate spider-man okay and the time and they did a, they did a, a lot of arcs where those two interacted with each other mm-hmm. because all the x-men were canonically again teenagers mm-hmm. so they were like who's the only other teenager who kind of lives near in new york yeah okay spider-man reasonable kitty pride and him had like an entire arc where they dated Nice. Yeah. Okay. It was fun. Finally getting to date somebody other than Colossus. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so that was it. But aside from that, that got me into Marvel. We didn't really have a lot of DC. Yeah. Um, but what we did have a lot of was independent comics. Cool. I read The Pride of Baghdad. I don't know if you've read it. It's by Brian okay, K. Yeah, yeah. No, I've read. Yeah, I've read that. Um, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. There was this one called Grease Monkey. I don't know the author, but it was a, that was like a, that was another like big volume that came out month to month, and then they we just happened to have the hardcover version instead. Yeah. Uh, you ever get you ever get any eight ball? No. It was again. They okay. they were very careful to not put yeah. anything. Yeah. Okay. Too so adult. it's like it's like in indie, but like Pride of Baghdad, yeah. Brian K. Vaughn indie. Pride uh, Pride of Baghdad is probably the most graphic it ever got. In, yeah. In terms of violence, that and makes sense. Anything like that. Um. Yeah, but it was mostly I would say PG thirteen. Maybe the occasional R, but mostly for violence, not for language mm-hmm. or sexuality or anything yeah, like yeah. that. But I, those were the comics that made me start looking for more independent stuff. And that's how I found, Gar- found Garth Ennis. Yeah. I found him with Invincible. Not, not Invincible, who was, that was Robert that's, Kirkman. That's, what's, yeah, that's Robert Kirkman. Uh, I found, oh no, but I found Robert Kirkman I, uh, and I did Invincible and then I did Walking Dead because I was also being into zombies as a teenage yeah. boy because, again... So was I. Yeah. I remember being big in zombies and reading Walking Dead, and, and just, that, but that was sort of what. And yeah, that, uh, how I found Garth Ennis was through Crossed. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, was, but I that's was, also about the most Garth Ennis introduction you can get to Garth Ennis. Like, yeah, like that is that's all of the things that make him beautiful stripped away. Like, like, like. For me, the joy of Garth Ennis exists because he has worlds like that, and then there are people in them who are better than that. Like, like Gar- Garth Ennis has a, a view of humanity that I think is much better and keener than almost anybody else working in comics. Except, I mean, even Alan Moore, I think, frankly, 
feel like Alan Moore was a little cynical. A little too cynical. Maybe. I would say Alan Moore actually... Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess long-term, I think Garth is probably a little bit more uh, optimistic. Yeah. Because, yeah, like... It, it, it... I very much identify with the struggles that he that he is clearly going through uh, uh, intellectually. Go ahead. No, no, that, that, was, that, that was it. Like, yeah. like I, I, I don't have a lot of love for. I, I think the cross is ridiculous. Um, I kind of love it, but but I but I understand not like it, it diminishing returns at a certain point for sure. Oh no, I think after his initial run, everything after that is kind of just let's yeah. see how long we can milk this cow. Well, Garth Ennis is money, baby. That's how it works. But he didn't write anything else. No, I know. But his at least name I don't. Was, I don't believe. It, he did. It, it, I was halfway through the the first arc. He didn't write before. I was like, "This is trash." Like, like why? Why is this no good? And then I like flipped back and was like, "Oh, he stopped writing it." Oh, yeah. okay. Right. No, that initial the initial run is is good. Interesting. It's it's, yeah. it's interesting at it's, the very least. Yeah, you know, it's it it takes the end of the world differently than zombies, and it uh, yeah, it uh. But it still is like mindless things. Yeah, and we gotta love horsecock. Love horsecock. Now, I, I, I was I was thinking like you ever read Hitman? No. I should give you Hitman. You would oh. probably love it. It's about a Hitman named Tommy Monahan who uh, who who's just like a Hitman in in DC Comics world, and he accidentally gets like injected with something by an alien, so he's got X-ray vision. But that's it. Like like um, and he's a Hitman in Gotham. And oh. so he like runs into like Batman and other folks. Plenty. Does he see who Batman is? Um, he, uh, I'm not going to tell you that, but I will tell you that at one point he meets up with Catwoman and is, and then later tells his friend, like, like it was a good day to have these eyes. Um, but like, but like Gar- Garth Ennis writes normal guys in ridiculous situations better than anybody. And so him having like two little like ex, you know, ex military, like hitman guys, uh, running around uh, uh, Gotham, like actual Gotham, is a lot of fun. And it also contains the meeting of the guy, of Tommy Monahan and Superman, which is one of the most beautiful distillations of Superman I've ever seen. Because it's basically Superman comes to town and feels that he has not sort of lived up to what he wants to be. And Tommy Monahan's like, buddy, like, you are the symbol like like you like you get up every day and you try and that's who you are like guys like you know like it's sort of a fascinating thing but yeah so garth ennis remains a large luminary in my life mm-hmm. and uh i gotta read more i gotta give you more i gotta give you more to read. i'll also say that like just I mean, while, while i'm on the topic of, of me and my sadnesses but uh, or, or actually while just while i'm on the topic of of my life endeavors sadness no, no, yeah yeah never mind go ahead Oh, I was just I, I read the boys. I've read, uh, I've read like a little bit of. He did preacher, right? Yeah. I read like two things of preacher. I've not read a lot of preacher. Okay. Uh, but I've read most of the boys. Preacher doesn't really get started until book two. That's what I've heard, book, and book, I don't have book two. So book one I read and really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Took me a while to buy book two, um, just because like like I said, money was tight. Um, but after I read two. I spent every dollar I got on all of them until I could get all of them um, because two blew my fucking mind. Mm. Um, I literally have a custom-made Zippo that I had engraved, fuck mm. communism. 
Okay. Yeah, it's from the comic. Brian K. Vaughn put that in Why the Last Man, which is a weird thing to do, given that he's like so thoroughly aping the structure of Preacher. I mean, li- like just the exact structure of Preacher is what shapes Why the Last Man. And it is, once you see it, it's impossible not to see. Like and and so having like the main guy have a lighter like Jesse Custer does, hmm. is a weird choice. I gotta tell you because because all uh, like all it did for me was throw into sharp relief over and over and over and over again how much this wasn't nearly as good as Preacher. I also I've only read like two things of Why the Last Man. It, it's it's such an such a good premise, so badly explored. So that's, that's, badly explored. That's the, I mean, that's the vibe I got from the TV show, which is why I only got one season. Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't. I didn't even give the TV show a shot. Well, I didn't watch like, it. Yeah, I just, just I, I saw the trailers. And went. This sounds like it would have been good. Also, talk about your your series is that end out of like that just have an incoherent ending. That 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 whole that series wraps up in a way that is just insane. Yeah. I mean, it's just it does, like not not in a fun way. Not not something like Chew, which is insane, and I don't understand it, but I love it anyways. I I know of Chew. I've not seen any Chew. Oh, Chew is one of the greats. Um, let's see. Oh, I mean, I I went to I went to like the classics. I went to Hellboy. Hellboy. Yeah. I yeah. really like Hellboy. I really like all of that. Even the Abe Sapien stuff. The, the, the solo stuff is fun for yeah. me. I like Mike Mignola. I I never I, I've I've always felt like I should like Mike Mignola stuff, and then I like read it and. It feels like I've missed a lot. There, it, there is a, like just sort of like a, we're throwing you in. We're not going to explain a lot of stuff. And I kind of dig it because if you like, I had to read everything twice. Mm-hmm. But once I do, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's 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 for, clicking for me. For me, it was more like all the characters seem to be exactly who I expect them to be, like exactly who I expect them to be. And that's that's. I don't think he writes twists. I think yeah. he's just. I mean, I, think, I mean, he's doing what he's doing, but it's all very straight ahead, and that's yeah. and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's just like, but like, the things that I remember are the things that Frank Castle did that I disagree with, or the, or the things that Jesse Custer did that I disagree with. That's very fair. Like, See, the, I, I, and here's the thing: I think I like the world building of Hellboy way more than the characters. That's. I think that's fair. Like that's like like that's why I keep returning to it and Hellboy, trying to love it. Hellboy hits a tone for me. I'm like, I don't really. Like Hellboy himself is fine. It's he's a big dumb guy who smashes things with his big dumb arm. Yeah. But the fact that he can go and fight, uh, hell beasts. Hell beasts. But also like the Fey stuff that they do going all the, the way back for the Fey stuff. That's why that's part of what keeps dragging me in. I'm like yeah. Mike, Mike. I feel like you got my number, but yeah. you got a couple of digits wrong. Yeah. Um. That's that alone. But also just speaking of, like the mythology of it. That's why I like Sandman too because like sandman's like the endless um yeah i was uh that was not the first neil gaiman thing that i ever read Mm -hmm. i I was much more involved with his actual novels Mm -hmm. and so i knew he wrote comic books too i just never got around to reading them and then you gave me sandman Oh, oh yes i did and like the second or third issue you suddenly get bombarded with the fact he has to go and meet the justice league yeah and that's when i go Hold up. Is Sandman DC, like, in DC proper? Gaiman knows what he's doing. And then I I keep reading. I'm like, oh, God, it is. Why didn't I realize this? And then it all starts to click for me because 
you know, the show Lucifer. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. The, sh- the show Lucifer uh-huh. on that was originally on Fox, I think, and, yeah, then, yeah. and then moved to Netflix is apparently based off of DC Comics because he shows up. It says so at the beginning of every episode, and he shows up in the Legends of Tomorrow whole big whole like he shows up in an episode of like the big crossover. Yeah. Where John Constantine goes like I got a guy, and he goes and he meets Lucifer from Lucifer, played yeah. by Tom Ellis. Yeah, I um, saw I saw that episode, and I, apparently, love Constantine. Apparently, the 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 the, the, the Lucifer comic book run is a, the spinoff of the character as he first appears in Sandman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the Morning Star. Yeah. And yeah. Apparently, in the initial talks for the TV show, they tried. They they were like, "Hey, should Tom Ellis come back for this?" And it didn't happen. Gwendolyn Christie plays uh, Lucifer now. Yeah, but, that's interesting. But yeah. Neil Gaiman was like, "There were initially some talks. Like, I don't think we ever like put an offer out to him or anything." But yeah. I remember him like it, be, it be coming up like technically this is the same character. I do have to. I yeah, have to go. You, you got to get out of here soon. But, Connor, as always, ending the conversation early. Yeah, because I, I mean that's the thing. I'm like I. I didn't have a direction for this conversation after. No, let's I mean, let's I, talk I've about been, comics. I've been, I've been enjoying this because you actually like you also just unlocked a core memory for me, which I, I didn't even get into this. But probably the vast majority of my comics knowledge comes from a blog called Comics 101 by Scott Tipton, who who has now transitioned to like writing real comics and also being kind of an archivist for comics in general. But for mm-hmm. most of my teenage time, he was just writing these long form, in depth articles. You just unlocked a memory for me. Yeah. <laughs> so. My senior year of high school, um, after every English class, all the English teachers basically got together and went, hey, we don't want to teach the same class anymore. Yeah. So high school uh, English class for for my entire school was you basically take college, shortened college classes where each professor, teacher, de- decides what they want to teach on. I took a I took a monsters in literature class where all we did Dope. was read monster books. Dope. Like yeah, yeah. from new stuff to like World War Z to all the way to like back to right, original, Frank- original Frankenstein. Who's the monster in Frankenstein? We all are. Okay, cool. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, but there was another one that was taught that was graphic novels. Nice. And a little fancy fucking avant-garde schooling. Yeah. Uh, we still public school. Yeah. Um, but fancy fucking public school. It was fancy public school in that we had enough. We had a high enough graduating uh, class rate where there was enough leeway where they basically went. We don't give a shit about yeah. teaching the curriculum. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And they they didn't have to. Yeah. Uh, but I just like I we read Mouse in that. Dope. We read cool. um like th- there's a book that I own now, but it's basically like. Teaching you how com- like the history of comics and like it's not understanding comics, is it? Is yes. it one of those? I think it is because I I bought those in con- in 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 high school too. Yeah, no, that one. but that one was like that was a required reading for my class. Oh, I was such a pain in the ass about that for yeah. like for like I was like that's not this is not a I, the, this is not a pipe turned me into a little asshole for for yeah. at least a year. Yeah, I, it didn't turn me into a any. I, I was just like it, it felt very much like a textbook to me. Yeah, so I didn't treat it with that much reverence. Okay. Um. Because it was a textbook, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what else we read, but I didn't. I just forgot that that class existed. And then, of course, the ending was you had I to get it. you had I... to make a comic. And I was like, "What about me? Who cannot draw?" <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah, you know, I, I'm right there with you. I tried to do a comic once. I got to send you some blast off or some some comics 101. I, I think a lot of it's been taken down at this point because it's turned into a book. But I think I have an archive of it back somewhere hmm. because it was like it's fascinating because the the man just loved comics. And would, and would research them and like had access to this before the internet was really even like becoming where you could just get comics online. He 
really had access to them and would take you through the whole history of the character both in universe and out of universe and that's how i discovered grant morrison and animal man and all that kind of stuff was reading his stuff basically saying like mm-hmm. you should read this if you are at all a fan of interesting things in comics and now grant morrison is a joke in doom patrol like he's a it's it the it's a line in the first season of oh, Doom yeah, Patrol. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who's watching this? Yeah, Grant yeah. Morrison fans. Yeah, Grant Morrison fans exclusively. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we should do an episode on that show. But anyways, yeah. Connor's got to get out of here. I He's do, got yeah. real life, real things, real people to, to see. He's shaking his head right now, but um, I'm going to keep that from his wife. So I got to go play D&D. Connor's got to go play D&D, revealing his true true colors once and, once and for all. So this has been Tall Talk. I'm your host, Will, 6'2". And I'm Connor, 6'4". And that's how the weather is. Okay. Cause I've always been busy.